the radio about mm-hmm. what was his name? What? A guy in the media, a black man being shot. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Honestly, the, the name. Oh, when he was recorded getting slammed in the um, parking lot, I think he was choked. I don't really yeah, know so the details I, of the story. I had never watched it, but I, on the radio they played, you know, the audio, mm-hmm. and he was like crying. He was like, "I didn't even do y'all," and they kept like they choked him out. He kept saying, "I can't breathe," and it was like he was so hopeless. Yeah. Like once they found out he was retired NFL player, they tried to kind of like hush him and tell him not to show the video because they wanted to tell the story a different way. Oh yeah, control the narrative. So he was just like, it don't even matter. Like if even if I wasn't an NFL player, like this is not acceptable. So he released the video himself and you know showed the critical condition that he was in. Graphic, but it was just like I don't know. That was emotional for me because then I always think about you in those situations. Or like my brother, it happened so quickly. So then I went to the workplace, just thinking about that, and I was like trying to get the materials out to start my case. And this white woman, she bumped into me and didn't say excuse me or nothing. And without realizing it, I said I was sorry. Mm. And then when I got home, I was like, why did I do that? Like, she, not only did she not speak to me this morning, she bumped into me and acted like it didn't happen. And then I had the case of the girl. I told you it was so frustrating to the point mm-hmm. that I wanted to cry. So I found out that she's homeschooled. So, to me, that means she don't see a lot of people, but she damn sure don't see black people. So, okay. I feel like she was being very defiant and taking advantage of certain things. And usually, I have a control over that. But it was just like, you know, with white kids, you question what you could do. Because you can kind of be warm and demand certain things to black kids. Because mm-hmm. it's like culture and they get it. But it's like black kids, is like... If they shed a tear, no matter what you did, you wrong. So every time she said she wanted to see her mama, every time she said she needs a bathroom, we was going to do it. Because I'm not one about to say that I was holding her daughter, you know, to do something out of her will. So, like, that whole day, I just felt trapped. Mm. So I think that's what started me being. Questioning what I want from white people, but then that conversation about slavery and our food choices is really what triggered me. But then also made me just be like, well, what do you really want? It's like you want them to understand, but whenever they try to understand, it's like you're not allowed to feel how. But you need to understand that I feel this way. Yeah, I, mean, I think I get it. Also, too, I mean, from what I'm hearing you say, it's like you want that level of understanding, but also it's this freedom aspect too that we got to think about. 
like this freedom of, of expression, we have had to control the way we feel about certain things that have happened to us in history, but also in present day society, we have to be so restrictive. We can't fully show the full range of our emotions or the impact of things that have happened to us over time in our culture. But as soon as a white person gets a glimpse of what we have experienced for years, they can express that emotion freely right. without any reserve, any any type of confrontation there. And then, too, they're, they're like rewarded for that. Like, oh, you get it. Whereas you as a black woman, maybe you've been screaming this for a long time and it's gone unheard. Maybe. It's definitely one of those um, difficult conversations to have. I feel like, what do we want from white people? <laughs> I don't think we've ever asked that question. What do you want from white people? Because um, now we're we're in white spaces, to be honest. Like at this point, nine times out of ten, you you may be the only black person. I may be the only black person. I know for a fact in most cases I'm the only black male. So I have never questioned like what do I want from white people. I mean, I never questioned it until now either. Because I guess like going to HBCU and in undergrad, and then now at Howard. It was just like I was in a world that I didn't have to be around them. So that interaction didn't really matter. I didn't hold value in it. Um, so I always kind of thought of, you know, blacks as the elite. Um, but being in these spaces of white people and actually seeing their mediocrity and how what I do is still overlooked but then the small little flaws that I make it's overanalyzed so it's just like now I'm actually having to deal with crossing over not even crossing over just coexisting mm-hmm. so I don't know what I want from white people I never had to think about it I just always felt like we was doper better but now it's like, do I want to be equal to them? Because that would mean that we're alike, and we're not. But like I said, I just want them to understand that the things that I have to experience and process on a day-to-day is a lot different from what they do. And I don't want them to make light of those things um, very passively, very jokingly, because I mean, that can be issues, too. I don't know what I want from them. Uh, and from what it sounds like, it sounds like you're like experiencing some issues with microaggressions, Correct. you know. And I think we us coming from HBCUs, as you know, like I've I've been to both two HBCUs as well. So the cultural piece of just interacting and engaging with white people, I don't think that's ever been an issue. Simply because it's it's all about perception. I, I never perceive myself to be less than in any setting, whether I'm around all women, I'm around white people, I'm around, you know, all men. It never matter. I, I guess that's the sense of uh, self that I've developed over the years. But I think now speaking to just being occupying these white spaces, 
it's almost a matter of you having to be perfect. And that, that kind of, you know, goes with the narrative that we may have heard growing up. You got to be 10 times or work twice as hard to get half of what mm-hmm. they got. And I think sometimes we're viewed as these mystical creatures or these, mm-hmm. not even creatures, but mystical black people who mm-hmm. are good at everything and we can't make mistakes or we don't make mistakes. I think that we have performed so highly or the people before has have performed so highly that when we come in, they almost expect us to work 10 times as hard or to be 10 times as creative as the people that we're around. I think history, we kind of take that on. We take that into these spaces. So when we do make mistakes, it's like, how could you mess that up? Like, how? When in reality, we're human. But the nigga fall back on. Well, traditionally, y'all have been lazy, so. It's, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not. It, oh, okay. So when you said equal earlier, that's kind of like what you meant. Yeah, but like when we do have a fluke to where it's like everything is not as calculated and perfect as it usually is. It's like, well, oh, well, now you're showing me what I expected you to be all along. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like you exceed and work 10 times as hard and do things ten, two times as better. But as soon as you fail, it's like, oh, you wasn't as good as I thought you were. You're at fault times a thousand. Yeah. Oh, it, it kind of, oh, you're back in this place of being less than. So then you have to overcompensate and find a way to balance that out. Or, or do we have to? Like, why do we feel like that? That's a question in itself. Why do we feel like we have to, I guess, work 10 times as hard? Why do we feel like we have to overdo it in these spaces in order to be accepted? And I think it's one of those things we question about being accepted, too, Uh what do we want from white people? Traditionally, we've been wanted. We wanted to be accepted. If we look at all our past figures and all the people who uh, occupy these spaces, we have some who go and break down barriers, knock down doors, but we also have some who we deem as Uncle Tom's, or we deem well. They just want to be accepted. And it's not even a matter of just infusing culture or representing ourselves or as a form of the people. It's truly just being accepted. So at what point do we forget about being accepted and place more emphasis on an accurate representation of self? Because honestly, all of this stuff is changing the question, the initial question. What do we want from white people? Is like, what do we want from ourselves? Why are we even concerned about wanting anything from white people? Or do we have to be? There's so many questions. <laughs> definitely something to think about. It definitely is. I don't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? 
think it's like me wanting to look a certain way for them. I just wonder why I connect or place so much like scrutiny on myself, like in their presence. Like I don't know. Yeah. I know for me I I definitely have had to deal with this before. It's like we we go into certain spaces and we fight stereotypes. Like I I think is what what do I want for white people? I don't want you to label me. Then don't label me. Don't put me in a box. Like don't 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 try to control me. Because when I when you put a label or stereotype on me, I, you can be controlled. You, you it's a set way to deal with a particular type of person. So don't label me. Don't just, you know, keep me bounded by stereotypes. Like, I'm a bigger black guy, somewhat tall. That right there is a problem in itself. Automatically, quote, quote, my size can be intimidating. So when I communicate with you in a normal way, oh, it can be viewed as aggressive. It can be viewed as I'm... You know, like I said, being intimidating. When in fact, if I was a foot shorter, a couple of pounds smaller, lighter, it would be a casual conversation. Sure. You know, I think this is an ongoing question. We need to <laughs> research this a little bit more, have some more uh, insightful discussions about it. Indeed. All right. Well, to be continued. Catch us on the next episode of Insightful Discussions. Peace and blessings.